There is an awakening that occurs when you find where you belong. We are the army rising up, the wild ones, outspoken for the sake of the one who spoke life into us. We are the spark that ignites a flame, called and therefore qualified, empowered to create atmospheres. So breathe in. Is there still an American youth who can arise and turn the tide of history in America to raise up an answer to the rebellion? We need another kind of a revolution. Now it's our time. We are the face of a generation ready to rise up. We're strong, the tip of the iceberg, standing on the shoulders of those that pave the way. We are the ones who change the world. We are revolution. Right? Doesn't that look great? Yo, I'm so excited for the launch party. Anyways, um, I, as Brandon said, I'm a new uh, Rev leader here, and I'm so excited to jump in with the journey that guys, uh, that you're on, really. And uh, I really believe God is doing incredible things for your generation. I believe God's like going to be changing your guys' lives so that you can change this nation, so that you can change many nations. And uh, I am fully excited to jump into the journey that you guys are with and on with God. And that's the reason why I'm here, to be real. Like, I didn't grow up knowing about God. I kind of knew a little bit about God, but not, not really know Jesus. And that's why I'm here. I want to give you guys something like I never had. Like a real relationship with Christ that you're known and you're loved and that you know him and you experience who he is to the fullness. And uh, that's why I'm here. I, it's my heartbeat. Like, my heart is so on fire for Rev and for you guys. So please, 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 if you don't know me, stop by after the service. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to connect and talk to you guys and learn how I can be praying for you all. Like, God is really doing something special here. So a little bit about me is when I was a kid about four or five, um, I wanted to be a superhero. Like, no lie, I, I wanted to be a superhero. I didn't know that wasn't like a career choice, <laughs> but like, I wore like a cape and this like legit shirt. You know how Superman has like this big S? Well, I had like a DD for like dynamite days. And I would just like run around, I would like, like explode the bad guys, take them out. Like, uh, I, I had so much fun and like, I won't lie, today, I really wish I still had superpowers. You guys feel me? Do you guys want any superpowers? Like, how awesome would that be? Like, let me ask you, if you had one superpower, but only one, what would it be? Telekinesis. Telekinesis, okay, no doubt. Super speed, just run. Invisibility, just like, I'm gone. What, what, what was that? Strength. Nice. Well, for me, uh, I, I've always wanted teleportation. And I, I think that would be sweet. Like, I want to go over here. Like, boom, I'm, I'm there, right? Can you imagine, like, skipping the school bus and be like, I'll catch you later. And then you get there before them. That would be sweet. I don't know if it's because I'm lazy and I just want to, like, <laughs> just, like, teleport to my kitchen. Like, that's a far walk to get my snack. 
What if I just teleported in front of the pantry and be like, this is what I want, right? And uh, I won't lie, like, I was reading in the Bible, and straight up, this guy named Philip, he gets teleported by God. Like, the Holy Spirit swoops down, picks him up, and, like, delivers him to a whole other, like, culture and country. And I was, I stopped reading, I was like, Jesus, like, this is what I want. And uh, the reason why I bring that up is, like, if you guys spend this next week kind of diving into God's word and opening up the Bible and find out where that is, tell me. Next week, tell me. Be like, yo, David, like, this is where Philip was teleported. If you do that, I will give you something. It's a surprise. It's a surprise, but it's good, okay? And it's an incentive. I I believe it's very important for us to be, like, taking that time and diving into God's word. But this is, like, this is good stuff. And, um, and so speaking of like a shout out, like shout out to, to reading God's word and uh, shout out for uh, the launch party, I just want to give a shout out to Brandon. Can we give him a round of applause? <laughs> Woo! Right? He, uh, he opened up the message series um, with uh, the gold of the gospel. He opened that up and he talked about it. And uh, I believe today we're talking about the most beautiful, bright, and rich piece of the gospel, which is a relationship with God. It's a life-changing relationship. It's not like, I kind of know about God until like, I fully know him. And I walk that out because he is real. My God is real. And, um, and I'll be real, like, growing up, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have a relationship with God. Like, I, uh, oftentimes we can try to see our, you know, who God the Father is through our earthly father, and um, my parents actually got divorced when I was four years old. I'll never forget that. Like, we moved from Wyoming down to Georgia, and my parents, you know, they got divorced, and I kind of grew up in a home without a father's presence. My dad wasn't there, and it was a blessing because I could see him, like, once every two, two months, um, but it was just really hard to connect and engage. He was more of, a, like, a, a friend than a father. And uh, over the course of time, he got sick. He got really sick. And he died when I was 13. And guys, this rocked my world. This rocked my world. I didn't even know, like, I was like, is, is God real? Like, is this real? And I, re- I even remember, like, I had never prayed before. I just really didn't go to church, didn't understand. I just remember, like, looking in the sky. I'm like, God, if you're real, like, Why? Why? I loved my dad. I thought he was a good person. I, and it just, it, it shook me. And within a span of a year, my mom got remarried. And this guy, like, have you guys ever experienced someone, they look good on the, outs, like, on the outside, but on the inside, they're, they're not good, they're not okay? Like, that was my stepdad. And I lived in this home years of an abusive relationship. My stepdad was abusive, and, um, and it was tough. Like, he would tear me down every chance he could. He would say, like, you're stupid. You're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. You're inferior to society. What are you doing? That doesn't even make sense. 
And I remember, like, I would try to stand up for myself. I'm like a teenager. I'm, like, trying to stand up for myself. And I'm like, no, I am worth something. Like, I, I should be fighting for myself. And when, every time I stood up, like, the person who was supposed to protect me the most, my mom, she didn't. And she chose him out of fear. And so what happened? I got hit again. He would tear me down again. And I would just go into my room. I remember just going to my room. That was my only safe place. It was the only place where I felt okay in the entire house. And I would just play video games. I would just try to escape as, as I could. And I, like, I, I felt more connected and more safe with video games than I did with my parents, than I did with my dad. I felt like that was my safe place. I felt like, in a weird way, like they knew me more than my parents knew me. And maybe you guys are some in this boat, you know? Some of you, like, are there. And I'm not saying all of you. If, if, if you guys have great parents, that's amazing. I bless that. I want every person here to have a sound, thriving relationship with their parents. But not all of us are privileged with that. And maybe, you're, maybe that's you. Maybe you can relate where you feel more connected with Snapchat than you do with your mom or your dad. Maybe you feel more connected to Fortnite. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a thing. Maybe you feel more connected to Fortnite than, like, your parents. Maybe you feel more connected with your phone than your parents. Maybe you feel more accepted and safe. I know I did. <clears throat> and... It wasn't until something I have learned about God that changed how I viewed him. I'll never forget, I was 23 years old, and, uh, and I, well, first, I had to get out of that house. I had to get out of that house, so I went in the military. I'm like, I have to escape. It's not safe. And so I was in the military, and I'm traveling, and I actually end up in Italy, 23 years old, and this guy, like, awesome dude. His, his name was Big Dave. He was a big guy who gave the, like, the best hugs, the bear hugs, <sighs> right? And um, anyways, he invited me to this church. He's like, hey, check this out. And I remember him asking me, he's like, what do you want most in life? And I'm like, bro, like, I, I just want a family. I want to feel loved and accepted. He's like, come to this church. Like, you'll experience that. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys, it was weird. Have you guys ever walked into a church? You're like, what's going on? Like, I walked in, and people were like, oh, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. And they would give me a hug. I'm like, oh, my goodness, so many people give me hugs. <laughs> right? It felt very foreign, but it was, felt really good. And then we started, like, worshiping, right? And I remember people were, like, like lifting their hands, and, like, people are, like, kneeling down, and they're expressing their heart. And I'm, like, looking, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, where am I? What's going on? I've, I've kind of seen, like, the, the sit, down, sit, sing a hymn, and sit down, like, you know what I'm saying, like, but not really authentic, and uh, that stood out to me. I was like, these people don't know about God. They know God in relationship, and it gripped my heart. I was actually on the edge of my seat that night, and the preacher was talking about something I've never heard before, and he said, he's like, do you know that God is a jealous God? What? Have you ever thought about that? What? Jealousy? Have you, I'm sure you guys, have you guys ever been jealous of something? I'm sure you guys have, right? Right? Like, I, I, I'm like, yo, that Apple Watch is, like, legit. I kind of want that. Yo, those kicks, man, what? 
why aren't they mine? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I remember hearing that. I'm like, what do you mean God's jealous for me? What do you mean God's jealous? And he's like, yes, like God is jealous for you. He wants a relationship with you. He actually desires to spend time with you because he finds you worthy and he loves you. And let's check out in Deuteronomy 4.24, it says this, just so we can kind of have the basis for that. It says, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. He's a fire and a jealous God. Did you know that Jesus' heart burns? It burns for you. It burns wanting and desiring a real relationship with you. He wants you more than anything else in this world, over everything. Like, yes, he wants world peace. Yes, he wants, uh, like, world hunger to, to end. But over all this, guys, like, I'm telling you, he wants a relationship with you. He wants to turn your world upside down so you can experience the love of God, the love of a father, actually feeling undesired to actually feeling desired, to feeling unworthy to feeling worthy. And that changed. I was like, God's jealous? He wants a relationship with me? And that's the same way. He, he thrives and wants a relationship with you. So in this fire, we find two things. Everyone say two things. Two things. That's right. He, he wants... He burns for unconditional love and a covenant of grace. Can you say love and grace? Nice. And so, like, covenant of grace is kind of like churchy and it's kind of big, so we'll break that down in a minute. But unconditional love is, think about it, like, all your friends and your family, like, it's most of the time conditional relationships. Like, hey, I'll do this for you if you do this for me. Hey, maybe I can do this for you, or you can do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, very few people are like, hey, let me do this, and just let it be. That's what unconditional is. And God loves you with no strings attached. No strings attached. And a covenant is, imagine, imagine your best friend, okay? And you and your best friend, you guys have, like, this legit handshake, right? Boom. Sometimes I throw my elbow in, like, <laughs> you, you want to be careful with that. You don't want to give them a black eye, right? And, uh, and I know, like, even with my wife, like, she can give me a look, and I know what she's saying. Sometimes it's do the dishes, or sometimes it's like, you know, let's go out, have a, have a dinner or something. And you guys can connect with that. And so when people see us with our handshake with God, they know that we're in relationship with him. They can see, like, how we interact with God through worship, through these things. They can see how we love and how we're set apart. And being set apart is actually kind of showing a better and brighter lifestyle with God. And that's through holiness. That's what holiness means. It just means set apart, okay? And with this, like, we have the covenant of grace. So what's grace? Can, can anyone kind of take a stab at that? No? Okay. All right, so it's unmerited favor. All that means is God loves you so much, he gives something for you that you don't earn, that you can't earn. It actually says in the Old Testament, all righteous acts without a relationship is filthy rags. 
Like, God's heart is so much to do things in relationship with us. Like, that's how much he loves us. And so grace, to understand grace a little more, you need to know the truth. So Jesus came full, it says, of truth and grace. So what is that? The truth can set us free. We've kind of heard that, but have we experienced it? Because, like, how can we know we're bound if we don't know the truth that we're bound first? Right? And so when truth comes, it kind of looks like this. The truth comes, and God's truth says, like, you know, let no, uh, let no un- unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Like, have you guys ever cussed before? I know I have, right? <laughs> Let's be real. And, and because of that, that truth confronts us. Oh, my goodness, maybe I shouldn't, like, be dropping the F-bomb or, like, cussing all the time, right? And that confronts us. Oh, my goodness, I have to change. But his grace comes and empowers us. And so check this out. Who here, as we were talking about, loves peanut butter? Okay, all right. We got a few fans and some not so much fans. Okay. And uh, here we go. I'm going to go over here. My wife loves peanut butter. She's all about it. Okay. So bear with me, okay? So this is, pretend with me, this is you, this piece of bread, right? There's a hole in it, and God's about to fill that. But check it out. This is you, right? And this is God's grace, all right? This is God's grace. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever sinned, right? Have you guys ever lied to your parents before? Yes. I know I have. And that's sin. And like sin actually cuts us off from God. But his grace connects us with it. And so as I share share this grace, like God's grace is so rich and so abundant through relationship. But grace doesn't give us excuse to sin. Does that make sense? So like just because God's grace covers me, that it's okay like, his forg- he'll forgive me for cussing doesn't mean I should just be going out and cussing all the time, all right? So let's say, for instance, you know, like we said, lie to your parents. God's grace, though, it covers you. It covers you. You couldn't earn this, but he loves you and he forgives you. And then the second, he empowers you. Everyone say double portion. That's right, come on, double portion. So he doubles it up. Boom. A ton of peanut butter. What? That's right. Have you guys, let's say, have you guys ever cheated on a test before? Yeah, some of us have, right? And that's sin. But what, what happens? God's grace covers us. God's grace covers you. Because he loves you, he forgives you, and then on top of that, he empowers you. He empowers you so you can not look to the left or to the right of other people's assignments, but to look straight and onward into yours. God's grace empowers you so you don't have to go through these extremes of like, I I must cheat to compare to like, God has risen me and given me a sound mind so I can accomplish this on my own. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever looked at pornography? God's grace covers you. I'm not saying go and look at pornography. I'm saying if you have, God's grace forgives you, and he loves you. And so he forgives you with that. 
I'm being real, guys. This is real life stuff. And then on top of that, God's grace empowers you. Guys, without a relationship with God, I struggled for years of sin and years of disconnect with the Lord. But his grace came in and broke off the chains of pornography. It broke off me cussing. It broke off all these things he empowered me with. Have you guys ever sexted before? It's breaking the law. But you know what? God's grace covers you. It covers you. And then it empowers you in such a way with a double portion so that you can live above that. And when you have a life full of God's grace, people will notice it. People will come up to you and be like, hey, how come you don't cuss? Hey, how come, how come you don't cheat on tests? Hey, how come you don't lie? It's because I have a relationship with my God. Hey, how come you're so kind to these people? It's because, I, because I'm loved by God and I share love through God. See, Jesus not only died on the cross for your sins, but he died for a relationship with you. And he actually died for this generation. He died, oh, careful, right? He died for a relationship with this generation because he's raising up you guys. I'm telling you guys, he's raising up this generation to do amazing things. They're going to change nations for his glory. And it's through that, it's through that relationship. God's heart burns so much to have an authentic relationship. So the fact that I felt undesired by my parents, I found through that covenant of grace that he desired me. And it's the same way for you guys. So what does this look like practically? Like, what does this look like practically? How, how can we kind of practically build on this? How can we live that out, right? Well, if you turn with me in Colossians, it says in chapter 2, verse 6, it says, therefore, as you have received Christ, which means you open up your heart and say, God, I want to start a relationship with you. I want to give you my heart because you've given me your heart through your son. So walk with him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. And what does that look like? It looks like, like what we did this morning, worshiping, talking to other believers, connecting with other people, discipleship. Like if you're in high school, find someone in middle school to disciple. If you're in, mid if you're in middle school, try to find someone in elementary to disciple. This is how we grow in this place, in relationship with God. To, to prayer, to pray to hear God's heart for us. And it says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition and according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. And so you'll have people like I did who will try to abuse you, who will try to mistreat you, who will try to say these things. You're not worthy. You're, you're, no, you're not, like, you're unimportant. And you'll push back that stuff. You can legit push back the strongholds of the enemy because you know what God says and how he loves you. And how is that seen? Because he's the head of over every rule and authority. He's the king of kings. So my God said this. My God says this. So I don't need what you say. So what does that mean for today? 
How about we all stand up? All of us stand up real quick. Come on, guys. What does this mean for today? This means that God's heart is burning. His heart is jealous for you. He loves you so much. If you guys can get a hold of this, it will change your entire life. Today, right now, the Holy Spirit wants to burn a father's heart. The father who loves you. A father who is just crazy about you. <laughs> and through this, you'll be able to do anything and everything through him. So with every eye closed, let's just all close our eyes and put, put our hands out. And we're going to pray. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit of the fire of God, burn into our hearts, God. Allow us to know that you're jealous for us, that God is so crazy about us. Place in our hearts the place of where our relationship with people has fallen short. If your relationship with your father is not as what the Father in heaven looks like, we just break that off right now in Jesus' name. God, we are yours because you've given everything to us. So Holy Spirit, come and burn in a place and awaken this younger generation to shake nations for your glory. Do what only you can, God. thank you, God, that you're here. We honor your presence when we say more, God. And so as we go into a time of worship, talk to him. Talk to, talk to your dad. Because this guy, the king of kings, the God of glory, his word defines you. The covenant of grace covers you and empowers you. So we just bless your name, Jesus. We say thank you and let us just encounter you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. We are the ones who change the world. We are revolution.